Welcome to the Mental Dietitian Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Potter, just a guy who's trying to live a great life and learn the best way to live it. This show is for the everyday human being that feels exactly how I feel, and every week I'll be bringing you weekly episodes on how to get better mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and financially, so you can have a great mental diet. Welcome to episode 53 of the Mental Dietitian Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Potter, and I know I had a uh, my last episode, number 52, had a hard week. Well, I had another one. It seems to be seems to be coming in uh, in waves right now, which is interesting to navigate. Um, there's a lot on my mind, and I I really do find this podcast and even just talking in a room by myself very therapeutic. It um, helps me get out of my head and. I really, really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. Um, I get I get messages every week lately of people who I who are in my circle, who maybe people I maybe train jujitsu with, or people who I work with, or people who follow me on social media on my Instagram. They 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 reach out to me sometimes like, "Hey, I really like your podcast," and it it just goes to show that if you do something from your heart and is you're not doing it for money at all, then that you can really make an impact and it. it's really impactful for me. And I just wanted to say thank you. And this year it will be the year which this actually does start to make money. It's it's that time. Um, I've got too much evidence that it's something that I should put more effort into. So stay tuned. But anyway, today's podcast episode is called it's all you baby it's all you and i've really really dived into this concept and it's something that i constantly think about and the 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 thing i think about all the time is like where am i creating my own prison in my life where am the perspective I have on my situation, the perspective I have on my relationship, on my finances, on my friendship, on spirituality, on reality, on my jujitsu game, my health, the way I see food, literally everything that comes into my consciousness. Where am I restricting myself and basically building the bars of my own personal prison. And there's a quote, and I've said it a bunch of times, it's one of my favorite quotes by Peter Crone, and the quote is, life will keep giving you people and lessons to show you where you are not free. And that's funny, the very thing, and I've had this lesson many times before, the very thing that you want most in your life, you are actively preventing happening. If you want more money, for example, in your life, and you're constantly thinking about your lack of money, that will bring more lack of money. The reason why is because your subconscious is attracted to what is familiar. So if your thoughts, so say you had like, say you printed out a day's worth of your thoughts, right? A full day. And somebody read it. It's like, oh, you sure think about 
not having much money quite often. So your subconscious is like, okay, well, that's a familiar thought. So I'm going to unconsciously do things so you don't have any money. I've been there. I've made lots of money and I don't really have a whole lot to show for it, to be honest. It's not that I don't. I mean, I've had some amazing experiences, amazing holidays, amazing trips, but the amount of money I've made, especially in the last two, three years, I should be further ahead financially. And the reason why I talk about this is because it's from me. It's me personally. So I can only talk about my personal experiences. I could try to think conceptually and share concepts and thoughts, but unless I've really experienced it, you won't feel it from my heart. It'll just be a concept that I talk about. And I've done that sometimes, and it's fun to do that for me. But this one is a big one. It's like, okay, well, how are you actively sabotaging your own success? And I got an answer. I got an answer. And it's just like, well, a lot of your life, your motivation came from a place of fear, not a place of abundance. So I've been pushed into corners a lot in my life. And I always I have this deep belief that I'm always going to be okay. You can throw anything at me and I'm going to be okay. I will figure out a way. There is always a way. There is always a solution. Take everything away from me. I will get it all back. But it's like, okay, if your motivation comes from when you're scared, if everything's going really, really well, you might somehow unintentionally make sure it's not going well. You might do things and act in certain ways and spend money here and do things so you kind of bring yourself back down to that place where it's familiar, which is the place of like, okay, I need to be scared to make a bunch of money, which is I spent a lot of my life being it. It came from this place of feeling I have to catch up all the time. And after making the money I've made over the past few years, it's like, well, you got to reach a point where it's not catching up anymore. You have to reach a point where it's like, okay, I'm actually got to this point. So the, the, the five stages of success, hopefully I remember all five, there's survival, which is most people's lives. It's surviving. There's stability, which is, okay, I'm stable now. There's success where you now have more than what you need. And then there's one more past success. And the last one is legacy, basically what you leave after you die. I've forgotten what the one between success and legacy is. There might only be four. But my point is, for me personally, a lot of my life, I turned 31 this year, I've lived in that survival kind of mentality where like, I'm trying to catch up all the time. And I've tasted stability, but there's a few times where I, it just always seems to go back to the place of like, hmm, you're stable now, things are going well. And then all of a sudden, a few months later, something happens like what happened in the past couple of weeks, which he got hit with a financial storm, basically. And now I feel like I'm back in survival. And then I feel myself have a lot of drive. I'm getting up earlier. And it's just interesting to watch yourself do that. And you're like, why are you doing that, man? Like, what's going on? Why, why do we keep going between stability and survival? Stability and survival. And... That's just a personal example for me. 
I like to always tell a personal story from myself. So it's relatable. It's true. It's authentic. I'm, I'm not coming from a place where I'm telling you. I'm coming from a place where I'm sharing what I'm struggling with. So in the hopes that you might pick things, it might not be finances for you. It might be relationships. I know so many people. Holy shit. I know so many people that seem to be having the same relationship with the different person. Like, it's like they've got a new girl or guy every few months or every three to six months. And I'm like, and they're complaining about the same problems, like the same, it's like the same person. It's like, I thought that person's name was Jill. Oh, no, that was Sarah. God, it sounds really familiar. Saying the same, sounding the same, exactly the same shit that you were saying with Jill as you are saying with Sarah. And it's just like the very thing that that person wants, which is probably a stable, successful relationship, they are preventing because of something inside them keeps being attracted to this particular type of person. And they just keep doing the same shit. I don't know if people have been doing that for 20 years. I don't know if people in their 40s that have been doing that for 20, 25 years, and they can't fucking see it. It's mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. But then you could always turn that perspective on yourself and be like, oh, it's crazy how that person's doing that. It's like, well, what are you doing in your life? <laughs> Oh, that's, I don't want to go there. I don't want to talk about it when it's applied to me. Very good. We're very good at giving advice to others. But when people call us out on our blind spots, our bullshit, our things, it's like, I don't want to talk about that. Makes me think about at work yesterday, we had a situation happen where there was just some really unhealthy behavior between the people I work with. Really unhealthy. And it's because there's a lot of shit going on at work right now. And I was like, you know what? We all need to talk. Us five men that work together, we need to talk. But that never happened. That never happened. We arranged to have a talk. It never happened. I'm not the leader of this uh, of my workplace. I'm just a guy who works there. But I noticed that some people don't want to talk. Some people don't want to change. Some people don't want to talk about the uncomfortable things. Some people don't want to get better. Some people are happy exactly how they are. And if you try and call them out on their unhealthy, toxic behavior, they'll just throw everything they've fucking got at you. Everything. And it just makes you realize it's like, well, it's not really my job. It's not my job to save everybody. It's not my job to call out everybody on their toxic behavior because it's everywhere. It's literally everywhere. People everywhere behaving in a way which is just kind of living out their traumas, their fears, their repressed anger. And you see it and you're like, shit, how am I doing that? Because that's why it's that's why this podcast is it's all you, baby. It's like if you see that and that bothers you, then if you're staying in that environment or if you're staying at this workplace or in this relationship or this relationship with your mom or your dad or your sister. And it's not adding value. It's just, it's this energetic connection with them, which is just not good. 
the real power comes when you're like, okay, what part of me is okay with me thinking that it, that I deserve to be in this certain circumstance? I was talking to one of my clients the other day, and uh, I sell vehicles, obviously, and she said, hey, my sister needs a vehicle. Can you give her a call? I was like, yeah, for sure. She was in a really bad domestic abuse relationship for a long time. I was like, oh, okay. Well, hopefully I can help her out. Hopefully I can give her a fresh start and give her a vehicle. Maybe that will help her, give her some autonomy in her life. And her sister and I got in a conversation. And it's just like, oh, she 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 just wouldn't leave. She wouldn't leave this guy even though he was hitting her. It's because she just didn't understand that there's more to situations like that than just leaving, especially when there's kids involved. And like most people that have no emotional maturity at all that just see things in a very simple term because they're very good at giving advice but not very good at looking introspectively at themselves we might see a domestic violence relationship and be like, she should just leave. <laughs> she just pack her stuff up and leave. It's not that simple. It's not that simple at all. But the question that a lot of people who have been through domestic violence or things like that is they eventually did leave and most of them ended up being okay. There's support, especially in Western countries for, for women who are victims of domestic violence. There's places they can go. But why do they stay for so long if it's such a horrible environment? Why? Why, why, why? It's because there's a part of them somehow that thinks that that's what love is. You've seen it on movies. You see people talk about it. You see, it's like, you see it on movies and popular culture of like, oh, but he loves me. And it's some chick with a black eye. It's like, well, if that's what you think love is and if that's what you think you deserve, then it's like, well, Somebody told you that, and it's it's a really touchy subject, and I'm aware of that, but it's like there's a part you have to find the power within yourself of like, okay, what part of me was okay staying in this environment for so long? Because if everything is everybody else's fault and everything is like this terrible situation, and I had a conversation with one of my good friends about it. He had a really toxic friend, and he was friends with him for years. And he basically ended up scamming him from a bunch of money. And he got his power back because he said to this friend, well, why would you do that to me? And this person was like, because you let me. And that could have been one of the biggest gifts that that person gave to my friend. Because my friend was like, oh, shit. What part of me let this person do this to me? What part of me didn't think I deserved to have a really good relationship? What part of me doesn't think I deserve to make this certain amount of money? What part of me doesn't think that I deserve to go to this next level in my life to expand? There, That's where you find your power. So that's why it's like, it's all you. If you're in a bad situation and you, you are looking at the bad situation and it's like, oh, well, it's their fault. It's my boss's fault. It's my wife's fault. It's my husband's fault. It's my kid's fault. It's my mom's fault. It's my dad's fault. It's this fault. It's my coach's fault. Blah, 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 blah. 
You'll never, you'll never change. You'll never ever be able to find your power to change because the real question is like, well, what part of me stayed here for so long in this place psychologically? And why did I stay in this place psychologically? Whether or not you're just in a bad environment, bad relationship, bad business partnership, whatever it may be. And it's all us. And until we change ourselves, we can't expect to change anything else. And if you need to have uncomfortable conversations with people or leave an environment, that can be very scary. And I do understand why a lot of people stay in these situations because it's very scary and there's a lot going on. And I do understand that it's life is not a Disney movie. Not everybody makes it. Not everybody makes it. And that's that soul's journey in this current life that they live to experience that. I believe because of my personal experience, I believe that every soul on this planet, we're all connected. We all have our own individual souls, but I also believe that we also are all connected and we're all basically the same being experiencing the same kind of situation billions of different times. And I think that we go through these multiple different lifetimes to experience every possible human experience you could possibly have. That's why if you ever look into somebody's eyes, if you stare at somebody for a good 30 to 30 to 60 seconds, there's something that you can feel and experience that you can't deny. And I challenge you to try it. In fact, I've done lots of studies. That if you look at somebody for like a few minutes, you both start crying. It's like, well, why? It's because when you look into somebody else's eyes, it's kind of like, I see you. I see me. I see like we are the same. Hey, are you in there? Like, holy shit, you're in there. And it's it's all us. Every person I meet is just another version of me living a different experience. And when I die, I'm just going to go back to the ocean and then I'll pop out somewhere else. And I don't know when it'll be. It might be in a different dimension, might be in a different timeline. And I've seen that. I've felt that which is a lot, especially if you're listening to this on the way to your job where you're making $27.50 an hour doing construction and you're like, what the fuck is he talking about? But that's what I've experienced and that's what I know to be true. And that's why I can be like, well, everything's all me. So if I'm in this experience, if I'm in this situation that I don't like, I've created it somehow. Whatever situation I'm in, I have allowed it or created it with something that I have done or have not done. So if I can live my life from that perspective all the time, it gives me power to actually change my life in a positive way. But if my power is out there in the world with my my boss or my mom or my dad or whatever it may be, and I, it's all their fault and like, oh, this is my lot, this is my situation, then you're a prisoner. You're a prisoner in your own perspective. And until you break out of that prison of your own perspective, which I'm trying to do every single day, I am a prisoner of my own perspective. We all are. It's just how much can you expand and break down these walls and these perspectives and these limitations that you've created in your own life that aren't real? They feel really real. They feel so real. 
But once you start dissolving them, you're like, holy fuck, I believed that for so many years. It goes like that, that saying, it's like, I'm not what I think that you think that I am. That's a perfect example of creating a prison of perspective for yourself. I'm not what I think that you think that I am. Oh, he thinks I'm annoying. Do you know that he thinks you're annoying? No, I just think that he thinks that I'm annoying. Oh, interesting. That's a perspective prison that you've created for yourself there. What if he doesn't think you're annoying? What then? (laughs) So yeah, it's all you. It's all you, baby. Everything in your life is you. And you can choose to do whatever you want with that information. But I wanted to share what I'm working through and I'm working on right now and how hopefully this perspective can really help shift your perspective prisons that you've created in your own life and start breaking down those walls and breaking down those bars and these little barriers that feel really real, but they're not. Love you guys. Hope this helps. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Mental Dietitian Podcast. If you found any value at all, please share this with a family member or a friend or just a guy or a gal walking down the street, just anybody at all, if you feel like it could help them and benefit them from the conversations we're having. It would mean the world to me if you could also leave a review. It helps grow the show. It helps the algorithms. And I also do love connecting with my listeners, so please reach out to me on social media. The best way to get a hold of me is through Instagram. My Instagram handle is Aaron Lynch Potter, and that's spelled A-H-R-E-N-L-Y-N-C-H-P-O-T-T-E-R. Thank you so much once again.